Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Scott. I'm Shatay, and we are the Hazes. Welcome to the Love Haze Podcast, where we believe that healing and wholeness is not just a destination. That is absolutely right. We believe they are a journey. And in this podcast, we talk about how to navigate through it. So today, we're excited to tell you guys about some changes that we're making to the podcast, some new and exciting things that we're going to be doing. And also, we're going to be talking about navigating when you're in the middle of it, like how we get through things as they come to us in life. Can't wait to get into it. Let's go. About these exciting changes to the Love Haze podcast. We've been doing a lot of conversation, a lot of reflection about what we've been doing, how we've been doing it, and where we might want to go next. And so a couple of things that you might notice that will be different this go around are what? Maybe I'll start with the first one. Sure. First thing is we are doing away with seasons. We When we started, maybe... I don't even remember when we started. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> long, long time ago. Last year. So it was 2019 when we start. It was not 2019. It was definitely 2020. <laughs> My bad. So, <laughs> so when we started, we did uh, first season was like six episodes. Second season, I think we did nine and ten. Mm-hmm. And now we just want to have conversations on an ongoing basis and not break them up according to season. So that's the first change. The second thing is because there will not be any seasons, we will just have rolling conversations every two weeks. Like we started to do with this previous season, we won't have any season themes. So the first season we had was the probate season about coming out and all this newness, which was really some great conversations. Mm -hmm. Last season, we talked about purpose with some amazing professionals who happened to be our friends as well, which we absolutely loved. And now we're just going to have, ongoing conversations about navigating through the journey of life through relationships and healing and wholeness and everything that comes with it. So no more themes, no more seasons, no more themes, just us and our people and what we love to talk about. And then what's the next update? We will also be incorporating what we are calling Black Love Journeys. And um, Black Love Journeys is more about not only like the things that we do to travel, the places that we go together, but it's also about this this journey of love, right? Uh, this journey towards Life. our purpose, mm-hmm. um, everything that happens. And I, I think it kind of ties directly into why we are kind of eliminating uh, the theme for the season. So uh, I think that everything that happens to us in life really kind of helps us get to our purpose, but also eliminating the idea that there uh, is some kind of step-by-step process that happens. We are all just kind of experiencing life as it happens and trying to figure out how to navigate through that journey. So Black Love Journeys will kind of be like two-sided, if will. It'll be like the trips that we take, new experiences that we have uh, right here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, new restaurants, yep. um, our short journeys to different states, yep. um, international excursions, and things that we experience along our journey as a couple. Uh, journey and the way through that we frustrations life. and right. life and conflict and all of those things that uh, cause life to be a haze. Absolutely. We will talk about how we journey through them. 
So with that, that's a really great segue into today's conversation about being in the middle of it, right? So we are kind of with this episode 16, which is exciting, in the middle of, you know, this new structure, this new existence. We've evolved into who we are kind of becoming, but we're not fully there just yet. Right. So we're in the middle of something, some change, something that is intentional, but maybe even a little bit bigger than us. And that's a perfect segue into like what you wanted to talk about. You've been having some really great reflections and insights around this lately. So what does it mean to be in the middle of something? What is that? So I think for me, um, being in the middle of it just kind of means like I laid out this perfect plan, mm -hmm. right? The way that I thought that things would, would go, mm -hmm. the way that I thought that I would navigate to my purpose, like I was going to go to therapy, get my healing, uh, be ready to spread the good news to all the people, <laughs> right? And walk fully into my purpose of, of like being a healer and being a person who encouraged other people to not be ashamed of their story. Yeah. And I think that what has happened for me um, is that I realized that uh, our story is ongoing, uh, our healing is ongoing, um, life is gonna happen to us as we're experiencing it. And, it. and it's not like I get to this place where, okay, I'm healed and I'm ready and let's go. And now I'm, I'm finna teach everybody else, mm -hmm. right? Because I have it all figured out. And these are the, some of the things that I, I kind of know that, you know, from my experience as a, as a clinical social worker, but also sometimes we have the, the idea that we can somehow be exempt from it and we want to be fixed. And we talk about this idea of uh, wholeness, mm -hmm. right? And somewhere in my mind, I just kind of processed, you know, that at some point I would be healed and I would be whole. And being in the middle of it, what I'm realizing is that there will be things that will will trigger me, mm -hmm. will trigger old stuff for me, will uh, kind of take me back to those thoughts of not enoughness yeah. as I'm in the middle of it and in the middle of like doing my purpose work, uh, in the middle of like living life, in the middle of uh, being loved and being a lover uh, of of you know, like loving on my people, being in the midst of friendships, mm -hmm. there will be speed bumps and stuff like that, that I'll experience. And I'm having to learn to, to lean into being in the middle of it and being okay with moving forward. I can't afford to stop yeah. uh, just because I'm in the middle of it. I think my reflection on that is same idea, maybe different language around it. One, in terms of thinking, I believe we're always whole. We, mm -hmm. I think we just go between moments of remembering it and forgetting it. Mm -hmm. So that's my thought on it. But then the idea of being healed to me is like, I thought I was over this. Like it comes up for me as like, I didn't done my work around this thing. I didn't released it. I didn't forgave it myself, everybody involved in it. And I've moved on. And then all of a sudden some very small thing out of the blue, small, yeah. <laughs> the, you know, triggers it. And I'm all of a sudden, like not over it, which is so annoying to me. Like, why am I bothered by this thing that I didn't, I didn't release four, five, six, seven, eight times. Mm -hmm. How many more times am I going to have to release this mm -hmm. to be over it? Quote unquote. That's what I guess it kind of uh, brings to mind for me. And then also the idea of purpose work can be, 
intimidating to people, especially if they feel like they don't know what their purpose is. But I believe that if we are intentional about how we're living, then we are all already being purposeful, like in our purpose. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily believe that purpose uh, requires or involves some higher calling that people are missing or are unaware of, but that like how they are living their life, where they are, the people they're touching, the impact they're having right now is on purpose, whether they know it or not. And we are just kind of always in the middle of that where we are evolving to the next thing, uh, remembering our wholeness, uh, forgiving and getting over sometimes the same issues over and again, um, just in process always. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess what, what, what I identify as like the, some of the thinking errors that I have was that, um, you know, in order to in order to be a teacher or to be a facilitator or to be a person who shares, then you can't still be dealing with an issue. Mm. Right. And so I what I have to release myself from is this idea that um, that the situation is something that I can forget, like the releasing requires me to forget that mm -hmm. it ever happened. Mm -hmm. Right. The the experience and the expertise that I bring to it is being able to remember that situation and how I felt. Yeah. The way that that I touch people, the way that we touch people is because we are able to say I've been there at some point. I remember what it felt like. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's normalizing it. And um I think I even am releasing myself from this idea of being a healer, right? I ain't really trying to heal nobody. And right? You can't really heal anybody because you can give them the tools to mm -hmm. choose the healing for themselves, mm -hmm. but the person has to actively choose it. Like you talk about mm -hmm. that all the time with the vets that you work with. Like mm -hmm. these people just don't want to be clean. These people mm -hmm. just don't want to be in a stable situation. They continuously choose and really it's, it's really about if you're ready yeah you know and the tools even when we're putting say this desk together mm -hmm. you know there are a multitude of tools that you can use right but it's about having the right tools for the job yeah and also being ready to do that work so um can't get frustrated with other people because I have the tools here for you and you may not be ready to do the work. Yeah. It's that these tools will be here. Right. And when you're ready to do the work, you can, mm -hmm. and you'll have the know-how, yeah. but it's up to you to select the right tool and to get about the business of doing the work. Same thing goes for me uh, with being in the middle of it. I can't get to a point to where I feel like, you know, if, if this desk becomes loose that, you know, I don't have the skill set to be able to go in and, and tighten, right? And do some repair work. We will always have those issues that we have to face. Yeah. And there are things that we have to go in and we have to take another look at. Mm -hmm. um, the, the wholeness is there, right? But I always have to do maintenance. Yeah. That's what therapy is for, uh, for me. You know, that's what being able to talk about some of these situations as they arise. I can't believe that um, my healing and my wholeness rest and abide in never being triggered again by by things that happen to us, because mm -hmm. it's understanding that I'll be triggered by things. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's about if I allow that trigger 
to take me back to that old bullshit that I used to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Then that's when I really have my work that I, I got to take a look at. If I'm triggered by something and I'm immediately back to old behaviors, then there's really more work that I have to do. Right. Yeah. Because if I'm if I'm asking to only never be triggered and that's the only way that I see healing, then those are it's 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 a bad thought. It's yeah. it's just some stinking thinking to believe that my healing rests in the body and, and me never being triggered yeah. by things. Your triggers are your triggers. Yeah. It's about the tools that you have access to to use when you are triggered. Like what do I do in those moments when something triggers my not enoughness or something triggers some of my old trauma? What yeah. do I do in those moments? Yeah, life is a series of choices, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Like every every single our life looks the way that it looks right now because we've made a series of choices, mm-hmm. uh, good, bad, or indifferent. We've either chosen, like we talked about maybe like in our first episode, we've even cho- either chosen the fear or chosen love and mm-hmm. your life takes shape according to mm-hmm. what you continuously choose. Do you continuously choose love, the whatever version of that it is for you, or do you choose whatever version of fear is in front of you? And I think that that's important. So this idea of uh, being in the middle, we've kind of talked about it conceptually, but how has it shown up for you in your life like recently? Mm-hmm. Before we get there, um, what you were just saying about choices really reminded me of something. I, there was like a clip from a drink champs podcast yeah. that I saw and I can't remember who was on with them. But one thing that the brother said was like every day we're giving a choice and a chance. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have a brand new chance to make a different choice. And it's all about what you do with the new chance that you're given every day, what choices you make in the midst of, of that new chance. Right. And the next day you have a chance and you have a choice, you have a choice and you have a chance. Mm -hmm. And it's all about trying to figure out what I'm going to do with this brand new chance that I have. What, what choices am I going to make? Am I going to choose the healing? Am I going to choose to like shrink back into those old behaviors or whatever it is? Uh, But yeah, that just reminded me of that. Yeah. That's good. Um, so most recently for me, um, we just got back from vacation. Mm-hmm. We had a beautiful trip uh, for Shatay's 40th birthday. Oh, so good. And also for our delayed honeymoon uh, because of the pandemic, we weren't able to take a honeymoon right after we got married. So yeah. we kind of took this extended vacation uh, to St. Lucia to celebrate Shatay's 40th and also our um our late honeymoon Mm -hmm. and i just had this plan i'm a a planner and i i I look forward to vacation i um go hard at my job and you know i'm always looking forward to that time when i can totally unplug because when i'm there i'm there i'm gonna give them all that i got and when i ain't there don't call me for nothing and so went on this vacation i had everything together I prayed every day. Thank you, Lord, for this rest, this rejuvenation. I had a plan to attack uh, my career goals, um, some personal goals that we've been working on, kind of some ideas around what we're going to do for the mm-hmm. podcast coming back. Mm-hmm. We had some production meetings <laughs> on vacation because of this pool. one. <laughs> right. I'm over here trying to uh, have some drinks and she tried to talk about production. Um but I felt like I had a plan. Like this is my time to rest and rejuvenate and and really like come up with a plan of attack and come back just feeling refreshed and feeling like I had a new attitude. And we got back on Thursday. 
last week, had my plan to take me an extra day off so I wouldn't be rushed back to work and take off Friday, rest, have the weekend, and go back, hit it on Monday. Monday around probably about 12, <laughs> 12.59, life started happening to me. And things just were not going as planned. And it triggered every single bit of my not enoughness. Undid your whole vacation. Undid <laughs> everything. And I had to go through this process of like, I don't have a right to complain. I just came back off of vacation. But my reality was that I felt like I felt. Because yeah. just in that moment, um, my entire plan just kind of, it felt like it was it was flushed down the drain. Yeah. It, it triggered... Um, all of the things in me that that say um, you are not man enough, um, the the success that you have experienced is it's a fluke, uh, it's coincidence. Um, it made me forget everything that in in that moment it made me forget a lot of the things that that I was thanking God for, mm. even when we were on vacation. Wow! And I just started to think about man. This thing isn't going to happen for me. Mm -hmm. um, is it because of mistakes that I've made in the past? Is it because uh, I'm not deserving? Is it because uh, I'm not worthy? Yeah. All of those things that kind of sunk me, mm -hmm. you know, into this into this uh, abyss of uh, just despair. Yeah. And I think when when I'm preparing, like, and when I'm getting myself together and when I'm ready for a plan of attack, I feel like I have stored up enough to get me through, you know, whatever valley may come. I just didn't expect it to come so quick Yeah. for um, me to be in this spot and in this situation where I was already questioning. And so then I got inside my head about like, how dare you be already questioned immediately with the first speed bump that you've experienced. Wow. And I think that sometimes, you know, even when you come back from vacation, people are like in the office, like, oh, you look refreshed. We haven't seen you, da 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 da, and I was like, y'all don't even know. I'm already toe up. I'm already <laughs> sick of y'all, ready to go again. But um, yeah, having to deal with that so early on, on the Monday after I got back from vacation, I just immediately had to go into like um, accessing some of those tools that I had to try to help me like get through those situations, and yeah. I, I didn't know what to do at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I, we were coming back, uh, coming back from vacation. I did a lot of reflection because it was, you know, milestone birthday. And um, because the island was just so gorgeous and so green and so earthy that you couldn't, I just felt like you could not see God there just mm -hmm. in all of the beauty there. Mm -hmm. So there was just so many um, ways my tank was being filled that I came back trying to to be intentional about like keeping some of that, like an even pace, not being rushed, just being in the moment, no frantic energy, no anxious energy, gratitude at every moment. And I was able to keep it till about Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday. I will say that my energy is definitely still like I'm 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 still just kind of pacing along uh, really nicely and not trying to like frantically complete everything at a crazy pace. But I did find myself like man, like I'm starting to lose my mm -hmm. vacation high and how do I keep that with me on a day to day? And 
you know, can I do better or I should be able to do better? And just a, a little self-judgment on my part as well. So when you when you started to 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 feel that way, and I heard you mention like started to like pull into the tools that you know, well, first you had some self-judgment, but like how basically how are you able to kind of navigate through that or maybe um what's the haze with that before we get to how you navigated through it? Like what's what's the haze and all of that? The haze for me was um, basically like not giving into that inkling that I had to shut down. And I will say that initially, Shatae definitely experienced a little bit of that because she was like, what's wrong? I was like, I'm good. Nothing. Let me alone. Mm-hmm. And she's about ready to fight me. Um, like you're actively shut down, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you're not fine. Uh, but it's this it's this inkling that that especially i have as a man to want to go in and take care of it myself and mm-hmm. not worry you about things because i felt like you had a great vacation you had your own plan and i don't immediately want to draw you into my bullshit mm-hmm. uh, after we just got back mm-hmm. you know and had such a good time or whatever and I just kind of wanted it to to make it okay myself, like to have that time and that space to just kind of deal with it and be okay, even 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 if I wasn't okay. Yeah. Um. And so that was a real haze for me. So being able to knowing that you have the tools and being able to access them when when you need to, two to- totally different grooves, right? Because it's so easy to go back to those um to to the level of emotional immaturity that you have um because that's the a lot of times the first thing that you want to do yeah and make it making a conscious decision to say i i don't want to elect to be emotionally immature i want to access the tools that i have and so even when you felt like i wasn't listening to you having you affirm things over me that was helpful. There were uh, one or two folks at work that I was able to tell like, hey, I'm having some difficulty with this thing. And they began to affirm, you know, some things over me and just, you know, remind me of like God's promises and those types of things that really helped me. Yeah. And um, I think being able to like uh, text my therapist and be able and be able to say, hey, I may need to meet with you a little bit earlier than I thought. Oh, you did that? Yeah. Oh, word. <laughs> Should tell you no. This just in. <laughs> Dang, that's good. That's good though. But it, you know, being able to have that type of relationship to be able to say I may need to tap in. I mean, I was able to come back by Friday and be like, "Hey, we can keep our regularly scheduled session. I think I'm I'm cool now." But being able to do those types of things rather than revert back to old behaviors was something that was. Um, that was a haze for me mm-hmm. initially to be able to to not want to do those things that I know to do. Yeah. And I think if we're if we're being honest about being in the middle of it, that's kind of what it looks like. Right. It's kind of like one of the hardest things is is knowing the answer. Yeah. Right. Knowing what you need to do and still feeling like you can't sometimes mm. or having to go through actually doing the work of doing what you know the right thing is rather yeah. than pacifying. Yeah. Right. And and dealing with your um with your id in that moment. Like the the need for immediate gratification. Yeah. And just not having to deal with the issue as it's there. 
you know, that that's a haze. Escape, not escaping it or just, yeah, that's, that's real. Like, I don't even want to, I don't want to deal with it. Or like I say, I don't even have a mental bandwidth to, <laughs> to deal with this issue right mm-hmm. now. I have so many other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think for me, the haze is, is the lack of control. You know, you know, that's an ongoing issue for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really organized and I like to plan and I like to have yes, that. Those are. are all those are all symptoms of control issues. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, it's they they the blessing of it is like there is structure and there is a place for everything and there is order. And people who thrive in those environments know what there is. You know, like you just know what there is to do so that you can do it and feel successful at it. But that's just a, that's a control issue. And yeah. so when that kind of stuff shows up for me, it's like, oh, wait, I thought I was going to have more control over how I feel or how my days go. And actually, I don't. And I kind of have a problem with that. And so, you know, instinctively, I'm like, how can I how can I get more control over how I feel? But that's not real. Um, How can I control my environment such that I will always feel like I'm a vacay? That's not real because you Mm -hmm. work with people. (laughs) So um, stuff happens. So for me, it was just like, how do I release control over the things that are happening and also still feel the peace that I desire to feel or experience and still feel the hope and faith, love that I want to be anchored on or say mm-hmm. that I'm anchored on. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't you know, claim to be anchored in those things and then something come up and then I'm just like, oh, you know, what was mm-hmm. me? The world is in agony, 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 as you say. So it was just like the, the haze for me is just like, feeling out of control and I had I had this plan and this is what it was going to look like and actually life is quickly like psych mm-hmm. I feel plan um and you have to like okay well what are you going to do mm-hmm. when those moments come up I think what this is forcing me to deal with and of course this is pending my therapy session coming up on Friday <laughs> um it's forcing me to deal with and what I'm actively working through is that this idea that um Peace can only come when I'm on vacation. Ooh. All right. So mm. I think That's that, yeah. I think that that the God in me um and the God that I believe in in my relationship has a way of like disrupting and teaching a lesson, you know, even in the middle of it. And I I I actually am leaning into like wanting to disrupt the idea that I can only have absolute peace when I'm out of the country or at a beach or near water and you don't you know, have external stress where I don't have stressors. Yeah. Right? I think that that God is pushing me to be able to find a way to have peace in the middle of it. Yeah. Right. To be able to recognize that um he rests in about his peace rests and abide in me all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just about being able to access those things. Right. Yep. Because is- we'll, we'll we'll meet a, a early demise, you know, if we're not able to go on vacation again. And I just I re, I rebuke that in the yeah. name of Jesus, right? Yeah. That that yeah. you know, peace only comes when I'm able to get away. Yeah, I think this is that sermon, and we know everyone that uh, listens to 
Um, our conversations aren't necessarily Christian faith or, mm -hmm. or religious background, and that's okay. I think there are universal principles about peace and joy and love that aren't that don't have to be rooted in Christianity. But the those that do, like this is the that sermon where they preach about Jesus being asleep in the boat when there's a storm all around mm -hmm. and all the disciples are like tripping, like there's a storm and he over there sleeping. Like that is actually the state that we should be able to abide in, not necessarily sleeping, but like having a calm when there is like, you know, chaos mm -hmm. around. And um, we just got to have something to be rooted and anchored in. So navigating through this behaze, you mentioned therapy. What other tools um, do you use? Um, outside of therapy is really like accessing those support networks that I have available to me. Like there are, there is you, of course, and there are also, there's also my immediate support network those people and we talked about this in, in previous episodes like making sure that you have someone that you can call who knows where the bodies are buried mm -hmm. somebody who knows like what your bullshit is somebody who knows what uh a lot of your triggers a lot of the things that can happen that can trigger you and they're able to basically talk you off the ledge yeah. and being able to step outside of my desire to want to resolve this issue on my own mm -hmm. and be able to access some of those support networks. Yeah. And also being able to know the things that, that helped me. Right. So uh, I think we were laying in the bed the other night and I was like, you know what, I probably need to listen to some sermons mm -hmm. around, you know, this, this kind of thing. Um, being able to access some of those things that I know that pour positivity into me. Yeah. And, but affirmation is just going to be one of my love languages forever. So no matter that, no matter if that comes in the form of like rereading a book or um, re-listening re to a TED talk yeah. that's been impactful for me, uh, re-listening to a sermon or any of those things, these are all tools for me. Yeah. And it's a matter of access. And if I believe that like I'm fixed and I don't need those things anymore, then my triggers will, ha will happen and I'll go back to those old behaviors and not access the tools that yeah. I already have. Yeah. So those have to be things that are um, always a part of things that are in my regular rotation. It's a part of the things that I do. So getting back into like having some time, some time to meditate, uh, having some time to, you know, access all those different things that work for me yeah. from um, accessing the support network to, uh, listening to those things that that pour life into me and uh, just really accessing the God that is in me uh, to be able to get to it. Any of those things that those are the things that help me in yeah. those moments. Mm -hmm. That's real. That's why our, our, your network, your village is so important mm -hmm. and why people stress like it's so important that the people closest to you either think the same or think higher than you. Because imagine if you had um, uh, people around you that didn't think as holy as you did mm -hmm. or crab in a barrel mentality mm -hmm. or you think you better than and so like you ought to feel like that like so that is so important to have uh, like-minded mm -hmm. people around you to affirm i think that makes a world of difference i would definitely agree on on all of the the tools you shared in terms of coming out of that and remembering the wholeness or remembering the choice that we have to choose wholeness uh is really important. Um, any music? What does this feel like? 
Man. Um, so Eric Roberson mm. just released a song. It's been maybe a uh maybe a month or two. Uh, and it's called Lessons. Showing you lessons. <laughs> and um, a part of the song just says, God has a funny way of showing you lessons. And uh, initially, I thought he was only talking about love mm-hmm. and relationship and all that kind of stuff. But um, to to his credit, A. Robinson has been able to take this song and really like put it, put the uh, put some movies on top of it and like show examples of how in different movies that we love and in different life situations, like God has a funny way of showing, showing us lessons. Mm -hmm. And so it extends beyond um, just romantic love. It is being in a situation where um, God is showing up and he is trying to teach us something. And um, his way, of course, is not our way. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, not the way that we would want to learn a lesson. not in a way that uh, elicits any type of pain or struggle or anything like that, but he has a funny way of showing us lessons, even in the midst of whatever it is that we may be going through. So this, my music for the moment definitely feels like lessons mm. by Eric Roberson. And I love that, especially that idea about it's not just romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. He says this line, uh, everything that uh, I went through led me back to you, some version of that. And that, that really could be led me to you as like our partnership, mm-hmm. but also that idea of it led me back to, I think at the end of the day, we are all on journeys to evolve to hopefully the highest versions of ourselves if we choose that. But everything that we go through leads us back to you, the God in us, us mm-hmm. leads me back to like myself. Mm-hmm. There's something so beautiful about that. Cause really at the core of it, Pure joy, pure love, pure all of those good things. Yes, man. That is spirit. That is God universe mm-hmm. resides within us. So mm-hmm. leading us back to that place of that pureness is just it it really unlocks that song having so many different mm-hmm. uh levels for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's I feel like we could just have a whole conversation about lessons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just this idea that everything that I, that I need is already inside of me, right? It's not somewhere external. It's not something that I have to seek and grasp for anything. Like we've been equipped with everything that we need already inside of us. A lot of times it's us getting in our own way. A lot of times. (laughs) Most of the time. It's (laughs) us getting in our own way. And for lack of a better term, like now remember who the fuck we are. Like, I, I, I know who I am, mm-hmm. right? And I got this. Mm-hmm. And it's not some external force that I'm waiting on to validate me. It's really about me giving myself grace mm-hmm. and giving myself permission to access those things, mm-hmm. right? And to do what I need to do in order to get my stuff together mm-hmm. and go ahead and go about the business of, of like, living this life on purpose yeah. and of taking ownership of my story and being on this journey and giving myself permission to find my way as I go. But there is work that we have to do along the journey that cannot afford to be held up by us being in our own way. So, yeah, lessons. I'm going to put that thing on repeat, y'all. You don't need no. Yes. Okay. Well, that's beautiful. That sums up our conversation about being in the middle of it. 
please come back and join us for our next conversation. I believe it's going to be our very first edition of Black Love Journeys. Hey. All the love, hey. So we're going to have a whole Black Love Journeys uh, conversation about our experience in St. Lucia, um, the nuts and bolts or the nitty gritty of the trip itself, but also the reflections that we yeah. had while we were there. And there were some good ones because we were thinking about a whole lot of stuff, as you heard today. <laughs> yep. That's a wrap, y'all. Thanks for rocking with us. And remember, life will always present us with a haze, but we all, all of us, have everything that we need within us to navigate through it. And you're not alone. Join us next time, and we'll take this journey together. Hey. Peace. Oh, baby.